0: Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. this episode of the social media magic podcast, I interview Jessica Sheehy, who is the founder of social savvy collective. Her membership that she's made is seriously amazing. You're going to hear me gush more about it in a minute. But first, I wanted to address a few things to make sure that you don't waste your time listening to this episode if it's not for you. This episode is great for anyone who needs to make money right now, honestly. If you are a TPT seller and the growth has been slow or just hasn't been as fast as you'd hoped, or maybe you need to leave the classroom or whatever your full-time job is right now, and you're looking at freelancing or offering a service as a way to do that, Being a social media manager is a great way to provide a legitimate service to help people while making money. And I also wanna say, because we're teachers, it's easy to want to stay within the teacher or the teacherpreneur niche, but there are actually so many opportunities for us. If you wanna stay in the education realm, you can work for ed tech, like ed software companies or you could work for even a curriculum company if you wanted to and of course there are always local brands you can go in whatever city or town you're in go to where the downtown area is go to local restaurants go to local businesses and see who needs your help i know someone who's a social media manager and she specializes in working with real estate agents so you really can do basically anything you want i don't want you to feel limited I know that it could be really scary at first though. How do you become a social media manager with no experience? We're going to talk about that. And Jess is even going to share a few things that you could do before you make any money that don't even require you to spend any money. And she's also going to share some things to think about before you get your first client. You'll also hear me share some ideas for where you can find your first few clients if you're not feeling confident enough yet to go and just pitch yourself. And then finally, I do have an affiliate link for the Social Savvy Membership Collective. And honestly, I would still promote it even if I didn't. I did before and then she ended up giving me a link. But it's really, really great. It's honestly super affordable. If it's something you know that you want to do, or maybe you've been playing around with the idea of freelancing or being a social media manager, but you haven't decided to dive all the way in yet, then I would love for you to come join me just so we can talk about it more in there. And anyone who does join through my link, I will give you a 20 minute brain picking session because a lot of times it can be hard when you're starting out and people don't always want to share the information of where did you get your first client? What are the best Facebook groups to join? What are the best tools to use? How do I save time? Are there AI prompts I can use? Should I use AI as a social media manager? And so you'll get a free 20 minute session where we can break all that down. All you'll do is use my affiliate link that you can find in the episode description, or you can send me a DM on Instagram over at Brittany Verlenich. just send me a DM and just let me know, Hey, I joined Jess's membership and we'll set that up with a calendar link so you can choose a time for your pick your brain session. That is pretty much it. Let's go ahead and dive into the episode. If you're listening already at this point and you're like, I don't really have any interest in being a social media manager. I definitely don't like social media. It's not something I want to do more of. Hey, that is totally okay. This might not be the episode for you, but we have more content about helping you use social media to get more subscribers and more sales coming soon. And now onto the show. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the social media magic podcast. So glad you're here. I'm Brittany Relenich and I'm your host. I'm a content strategist, social media manager, total nerd for all things marketing. I love looking at what people are doing and how that works. And today we have something a little different for you. I get a lot of questions about how you become a social media manager. And I think I've told you guys in like almost like a dismissive way. And I'm sorry for that. That's not my niche. That's not really what I do, but I wanted to be able to give something to you because I know a lot of teachers, former teachers who listen to this, they're looking for something to supplement their income because digital products are low ticket offers and you have to sell a lot of those to make several thousand a month. And maybe you have a TPT store and you're just not there yet, or you just need more money right now, or maybe you want to supplement the slow season. We have summer coming up as of when I'm recording this. That's a time when TPT products don't really sell because teachers aren't in school. So I'm super excited to be introducing you to Jess. Jess is the head of Social Savvy, which is a social media marketing agency. She's also the head of the Social Savvy Collective mentorship community where I'm a member of, and I've learned so much from her already also just want to say, Jess, you are so generous in what you share. Sometimes you share things that I'm like, wow, like so many people could look at that and think you are like training up your competition in a way, but you just give so generously. So anyway, thank you so much. And welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Brittany, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to chat with all of you. And for everyone listening, I hope I can provide some great value. And I want to go ahead and just start off by saying, thank you for that compliment on the content that we give I'm such a huge believer in giving people the tools to do what I have done I've been in business for almost six years at the end of this year that we're recording this episode and that is really crazy to say that it's almost been six years but I am successful because of social media obviously I'm a social media manager it's what I do it's how we serve our clients on the management side But it's been a couple of years since we started what's called the Social Savvy Collective like Brittany introduced, and it started out as a free Facebook community, and it was slowly growing with social media managers, content creators, strategists, consultants. So many different people who have a lot of diverse backgrounds and a lot of people who are looking to supplement their income like teachers and just anyone who is looking to kind of expand into offering an online service online and social media is such a great outlet for so many of us who are creative yet analytical. And I know we can go into all of those topics, but I noticed a huge gap. And a lot of the other companies that are, I don't want to call them competitors, but they're really similar in what they offer in their content, whether that's free content on similar podcasts, whether it's mentorship communities as well, or coaching programs, or courses, or any digital downloads or anything like that, and One thing that is really important for my mission is just to empower other female entrepreneurs. And one way that I do that is through the collective mentorship. So if I can guide anyone into a way that I have been able to be successful and build this business, I'm going to do that. Because I started with zero knowledge and I had to learn so many different things. I had the marketing background, but I had no idea how to start a business. I didn't know how to work with clients online. What does that even mean? How do I connect with clients and how do I deliver great results? And how do I do all the things I need to do to be a social media manager? So love hearing that. And I'm really happy that that is portrayed in the community because I'm always looking at how can we make things better and how can I empower other people to create big businesses for themselves and to create that opportunity because it looks different for so many of us.
0: I love that. And you know, usually in these episodes, I don't lead with the product or service they're offering. But the reason I did is just to show you like how we met. And I just got to say like this, this one last thing. And I think it's good for anyone who's listening, who wants to start a membership, maybe like whatever your niche is. I think one really brilliant thing that Jess has done is to put people in different levels all in the same place. I've seen a lot of times with memberships where there's like different steps or phases. And then you have, so like, like let me just kind of give you, I'll zoom out for a second. So if you're brand new to the world of social media management, you probably don't care about growing an agency, right? That means absolutely nothing to you. You're just like, how do I get my first client? How do I start a portfolio? Although I'll honestly admit, I did not have a portfolio for the last year. And people ask for it and I'm like, honestly, I just apply to jobs and then I get them. So there's different ways you can go about doing things but I love that you have all these different conversations going on, things I wouldn't have even thought of. Like some people saying like, oh, I actually get my jobs on Fiverr and Upwork. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think to do that. I've been looking at other places. So it's been really cool to see people asking the agency questions and then people asking things that are maybe more beginner level but just someone like me, I hadn't really thought about the portfolio thing. So I think it's good to go back and look at this stuff. And I think like if this is something you're listening to and you're thinking about, I think it's a really good, good place to start. Okay, that's all about the membership for now. I didn't mean for this to be a commercial. So Jess, I would love to hear. You said that social media has been really great for you. And that totally makes sense as a social media manager. Can you speak to what are some things maybe to look out for? Like if someone's listening to this and they're like, I'm pretty good at social media, or I think I know a little bit about it. What are those first few things they can do to get started, like to get their first client or to even figure out like, how do you be a social media manager? What does that even mean or look like? What are those first few things?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So part of the thing that I truly love to teach myself when I'm mentoring other people who are social media managers, want to become one, or maybe they're even still in the planning process. I think there's no right or wrong way. I'm never going to push someone into doing something because we all have our own journeys that we're on our own path, And it's amazing how it unfolds for all of us. So I think if you're considering becoming a social media manager and thinking about all of the different things that you need to do, or maybe need to learn to be really good at managing social media or creating content or anything like that, I like to say, just keep it simple. Start with what you love. I guarantee, especially in 2023, we are all using social media ourselves for maybe personal use, maybe other ventures, maybe any other side hustles or jobs or careers that we have. So think about the platforms that you love to be on, that you love to consume content yourself. Or if you're already creating content in any capacity, it doesn't have to be in a business or content creator mode. It could just be personally. What do you love to create? Think about those different things that you love to do. I always, from that point, like to say, taking what those platforms are, it could be one, it could be multiple. It could be certain things on the platforms. So let's say, for example, that you really love Instagram. Like Instagram is your jam. You've been on it since way back when, back when it was a bunch of really scary filters and a lot of oversaturated photos and you have just been on Instagram since day one and it's your platform you've loved how it's evolved you've really grasped stories and reels and just love how the platform has shaped and you prefer it over other platforms probably over TikTok or anything else and that is the platform you want to focus on so let's stick with that as your one platform and consider the type of content that you love to create so i like to tell people to create a signature service This is something that you are going to become known for. And I know you're already thinking like, well, I'm just trying to get started. I'm just trying to get my first client, maybe get my feet wet, work with a few clients, see if this can even be a business. Because I truly believe when you're starting out in any business and you're going to offer services or offer any products or anything like that, let's just see how people react. Will people buy? Will people hire you? And they will. We just have to find them and we have to know how you can go out and find them but we need to do that before we do anything else. We don't need to focus on anything in terms of like setting up the business. We can be a sole proprietor. We don't need to focus on creating a website. Like Brittany mentioned, not having a portfolio for the longest time. Like I mentioned at the start of the episode, I'm almost six years in and for about three and a half years, my portfolio was a Google doc and I would download it as a PDF, but that didn't make it a pretty PDF. It was coming straight from Google. Doc. So it was, So simple, but it was so easy for me to just always go in and put things in there. If a client would compliment me or give a testimonial or I would screenshot any wins, I would just put it in the Google Doc and it was just growing in that way. So you don't have to do anything a right way. It doesn't have to be polished. Now, if you are super creative and that really brings you joy to get creative and do all of those things, you have the time and the means, absolutely do it. It's not to say that you need to go about it, kind of rough way around it and having google docs and everything like that but figuring out your signature service so going back to that one platform that you love the type of content you love to create and think about who you want to create content for so i know this is such a common thing where people are always considering well do i need a niche what even is a niche what do we need to do how do i need to market to one do i have to pick one am i locked into it so a niche is a certain specific segment of a market that you are working with. I truly believe that the best way to niche is in a few different ways. And you're probably thinking, well, that's not just one formula to fit. And kind of going back to what Brittany and I were talking about, the collective mentorship, I think what makes it so amazing is there's so many different businesses in there. And we're all so successful and we lean on each other. And all of our businesses look differently. So some of us niche down into who we're serving. So maybe we come from a specific background or we're really passionate about something in particular, and we want to work with those businesses. We want to work with those brands on social media, or maybe we just want to focus on niching for our signature service. We want to focus on Instagram content creation. Maybe we go all in on short form video content, which is really fun. And that is our specialty. But going in on one thing for a niche could be who, it could be the what, it could be both, whatever makes the most sense for you. And just determining that that is what you want to do and going after it, finding clients. So that is probably maybe the second most asked question that I get besides do I need a niche or how do I start is how do I find clients to work with? And I think there's so many different places to find clients that it's a little bit overwhelming with, well, how do I go find them? And how do I know if they want to work with me and they want to hire me and Just what do I do in general? I truly think the best way to grow a business is to go out there and network and build relationships. And I think the best way to do that is just thinking about what your network is right now. So we all have so many different networks maybe we're a teacher and we have a community of other teachers. And obviously that is local to a community. So we can tap into the local community, local businesses, families we've worked with, different people within that. So kind of go that way, looking at the bigger picture, start with one person and keep going. And if you just sit down and make a list of your network, Your network is going to be so, so big. And if you feel like at any point, maybe I don't have a big network and that's okay. There's always certain points in our lives where we don't have the biggest networks. We can go out and we can build our network. Like Brittany mentioned, you can go out and apply to jobs that you are just applying to. You can go reach out to those businesses, those brands on social media. Maybe they don't have a social media presence and that's why they need to hire you. So you can go out and connect with them, go to into the business, it's brick and mortar, connect with them on LinkedIn. I'm sure they have an email address. So there's so many different ways. So I really think if you're looking for that first client or clients to see if this is what you want to do, just start building those relationships. And that is going to be how you get more and more clients to work with. I love that, you
0: know, your people so well, because I literally wrote down the questions, where do you find your first client? What are the best places to go (laughs) look? You like answered both of those questions. So I just want to share that, like the best thing I love that you hit on that. Like, what is the best way? Because I think, especially with teachers, we have this blessing and this curse of wanting everything to be right. The first time, you know, we like to have a process. We like to have organization and kind of know what the plan is. And we have backup plans. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But I think with entrepreneurship in general, you kind of have to be willing to let it be a mess. And I mean that like in the best way possible. Like I can't tell you how many things I've had go wrong and like things weren't the way the client wanted it or the communication. Like they said one thing, I interpret it another way. And I think it's really good for you to hear that both as someone who is maybe my potential client or someone who wants to be a social media manager, because we're working with people. And anytime you work with people and you're a person, like you're going to have to just learn these things as you go. And so there are certain things I do now, like in my onboarding. So onboarding means like when someone becomes your client for the first time and you guys are kind of getting to know each other, there are things I do now that I wouldn't have even known to do a year ago. You know what I mean? Like the first client that I worked with, I didn't know that I should get their fonts, their colors, their logo, to ask them for their product photos, which is a TPT specific thing or digital product specific thing. So that'll depend on your niche too. Like, what are those specific things? But you will not learn them until you've had your first few. And it's hard to even get all that information from someone else because, like, if the social media manager over here has worked with coaches and course creators, their needs and their clients are going to be so different than if you're working with physical products and like e commerce. You know, so like your specific client is going to be in those places. That's why whenever someone asks me like, what's the best place? I'm like, well, I can tell you the best place I found them, but I don't know if that's going to be the best for you. So that's why I think it's really good to like network with other social media managers and kind of learn from other people. And I also just said, like I highlighted what you said about networking. That has been so true for me. I actually did an audit recently, and this is going to be so funny because I'm on social media and you guys are going to be like, don't you find your clients on social media? I actually don't. I did an audit and then said, where do I find my clients? In-person networking has been amazing for me. So, like going to conferences and retreats where I know my ideal person's going to be, like, I will say that's a bigger investment. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like I had to put a lot of time and money into that, but that has been just like literally tenfold for me. So if you can go to in-person networking, that's great. If you're willing to work more location specific, like I've thought about that. I've actually thought about like going to downtown Tucson and just like hitting up local restaurants and saying, like, hey. Would you be willing to help me build my portfolio there just in case to get like some other seasons and stuff going, other kinds of clients? There's so much you can do. And I think sometimes we limit ourselves to online or the bubble directly that we're in because we can't see outside of it. But if you take a step back and think, where are people hanging out and coming together? There are so many other ways. I also wanted to respond to what you said about like the signature service and starting with what you love and know. It's funny because I actually started with Facebook groups. And everybody's like, oh, that's like, that's not the sexy thing. Like, why don't you do TikTok? And I'm like, because I don't know TikTok. (laughs) I can't do anything for you on TikTok. Like, I'm looking to other people for help with that. But with Facebook groups and lead generation, getting people on your email list, helping you make more sales, I'm very confident. I've been able to help people do launches and things. And that has really worked for me because people were able to see the results and able to help me get more clients that way. So if you're wanting to get into social media, get creative. If you don't like graphic design, you don't have to do it. You could do the copywriting part for the post. You could do lead generation. There are people who just do stuff in the DMs for you. So if you're the person who you're like, I don't like selling, I hate the idea of sales, then maybe you don't want lead generation. But if you're a client listening and you're like, well, maybe I need someone to do that for me. Someone can do that on your behalf and make you sound amazing because you are amazing, right? You're just maybe not the one who wants to say it. So there are so many ways that you can use social media to sell and that you can be a social media manager. So thank you for all of that. What are some resources, like if people are listening and this is their first touch point, what are some places they can go to learn for free? Because another tricky thing is when you're first starting out, you may not have any money yet, right? That's why you're looking into this. Where can they go to learn and listen for free before they decide to make an investment in a course or a membership?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a huge proponent of going out and assuming free content. So I do that in any portion of my life. If I'm like really getting into something, I think I'm just a natural learner. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna research and I'm just gonna completely nerd out over that. I'm gonna become obsessed. Like I'm gonna read books. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to podcasts. I'm gonna do all of that. So I really think if you're in the very beginning stages, And you want to bootstrap it, you don't want to go ahead and just start investing any like of your own personal money and that's what I did when I first started, I had just lost my job so I was really limited on funds anyway and what I had in my savings, I was going to put towards my rent, I wasn't going to necessarily put that towards starting a business. Because I do think having a social media management business, it's really low cost compared to a lot of other industries and a lot of other businesses that entrepreneurs are starting, which I think makes us really lucky (laughs) to be able to do that. And I think especially there's so much content out there that is really, really great. So I think one of the first places to start is start with where you love to consume content and how you love to learn. So if you're a very like visual person, go to YouTube and just start searching for different videos. I would really focus on searching on videos on how to manage your first client account or first Instagram account or first Facebook account, you know, whatever you're going to manage, look at videos like that. And then look at what's trending. Just search into YouTube, 2023 social media marketing trends. You're going to watch that video. There's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of videos on that and start learning and seeing what's trending. There's going to be a lot of content on there And I know that's going to be very overwhelming, but it's going to be free and it's going to be targeted by those search terms. So doing that for you know if you're visual if you want to like watch someone watch YouTube because they're going to put awesome tutorials on the screen you're going to see the screen sharing it's going to be really awesome if you love to read you know I am a huge Kindle person so I'm constantly adding things to my Kindle library so just doing you know there's so many books around even 2023 trends there's social media marketing books there's just general marketing books digital marketing there's so many things of course podcasts you're listening to a podcast now so i'm sure all of you love podcasts so there's so many awesome episodes i know that Brittany has on her podcast and you know there's so many different podcasts out there that are social media related there's podcasts for social media managers so our podcast hashtag manage is for social media managers There's also digital marketing podcasts. That's where I love to consume content because I can always stay on top of what's happening. Like right now, AI, like what's going on with AI? How do I leverage that as a social media manager? So I'm listening to podcasts around that and just consuming the content so you can at least feel familiar because the more that we're introduced to different topics and the more that we are consuming that content, we're going to slowly become more confident in it. And then once we start working with clients, We're going back to what Brittany said, doing the messy things in business. I know that seems super scary. And just assuming that as teachers, it's a lot of your personalities to wanting to be perfect, it is mine as well. And it's something that I'm constantly working through where I don't always have to do the perfect thing because a lot of times I hear from a lot of clients and people that I work with on brands' teams. And they're always complimenting so many different things. And I always notice a common factor. They're commenting something that in my head, I'm like, that's not perfect. I need to make that process better. Or if I, you know, delivered like first batch of content in my head, I'm like, oh, this could have been so much better. I could have done better work here or maybe I could deliver this in a better way to the client, then I hear the positive feedback that this was amazing. I couldn't have done it better myself. I, oh my gosh, I'm blown away. This is why I hired you. And I have that moment where I feel like I come back to earth for a second. And I'm like, why was I beating myself up that it was not perfect when in the client's eyes, it was perfect. So a lot of times we're, all of the time, we are our own worst critics. So just you know thinking about taking that messy action and doing it. And so that's where I think consuming just free content on YouTube, podcasts. I know I mentioned like reading Kindles. but There's so many blogs. I mean, blogging is not dead in 2023 and it's not going anywhere in 2023, which is amazing. So there's so much content out there to really help you feel more confident and more competent in becoming a social media manager.
0: There, Yeah, there's so much content. I've actually done a blog post an episode about how like, there's almost too much content in a way like you have to kind of run everything through your own filter. And this is also really good advice for anyone starting their own business. There are certain things like there's a lot of shoulds, right? Oh, I really should be doing that like, oh, like show notes. Oh my gosh, podcast show notes it is the one area of my podcast that I know that I am neglecting. And it's on my radar of like, I know I need to get to that, but it's just not my top priority right now. And that's okay. Like, I think everybody has to be really honest with the capacity and season of life that they're in and like what they have going on. And especially if you're still in the classroom or you still have a full-time job listening to this, like don't compare yourself to me who has full-time, no young kids running around. You know what I mean? Like you have to be really honest with yourself and and what's working for you and what is good for you maybe in the future isn't good for you right now. So I just want to kind of warn you with that, because one thing I know that around this time last year, I was so desperate y'all like December, January of last year, I was so desperate to get out of the classroom. I was consuming everything like staying up super late, getting up really early, not really getting sleep, which was not good long-term. I think it served me in a way because looking back that helped me get to where I needed to be. I took on a crazy client load at first, but if I could go back and do it again, I would have maybe stretched that time out and I would have filtered like, okay, in the beginning, I don't need to worry about building an agency that doesn't really do anything for me right now. I need to figure out how to get my first client. Okay. I got my first client. I need to figure out how to manage my first client. Okay. Got that. And you will get everything coming to you when it's supposed to come to like, don't feel like you have to have your website. Perfect. And that you have to have 10 blog posts written. It's just too much, too much pressure. And I think you also have to be really careful and aware that people who are creating content are selling to you. And I don't mean that in a bad way. We all are selling stuff, right? But the person who is selling that thing to you, that method, that process, that platform, they're selling it to you because they've had success with it. And you know they honestly mean it. Like, well, I think everybody's going up on TikTok. And I'm like, you know what? That's great for you right now. Maybe I will come to that later, but I have to know myself right now. I'm not ready for that. And... I'm just going to do what I'm doing because my plan is working with where I need to be right now. So that, and then also don't feel pressured that you have to have all the success right now either, because like one thing that was on my goal for the longest time, I think you might've talked about this on your podcast recently to Jess was this idea of a 10 K month. Okay. <laughs> so I had one, I actually had one last year and I was so excited about it. And then I had never been more stressed out ever in that month. than I was, and I was like, okay. I have to actually honor like the processes of that, and I was like, that was not that actually did not work out for me. And even if you have 10k in revenue, it doesn't mean you have 10k in profit, which is a whole other problem. And then how do you manage the money? Another thing I'm learning too. So all of that to say, everything is going to come when it's meant to be, when it's meant to happen. And there are certain milestones and things that I feel like just have to happen on the way for you to learn the lessons. So maybe as we start to get towards the end, can you share maybe one thing that you learned? Maybe one thing that didn't go well, just so people can have that reassurance that like, it's going to be okay when something bad happens. So what's maybe a quick story that people can learn from where maybe things went wrong, but ended up being okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I'm gonna go. It's very funny that you mentioned the whole 10k months because I feel like a lot of times I'm constantly when I'm creating content for the podcast or just kind of preparing for like mentorship calls or anything, I always focus on the 10k months because I always see it there. It's always on someone's goals. I can't say it wasn't always mine. It was not my actual my first goal when I started my business. I had just lost my job. I wanted to replace my income. I'm pretty sure at that time it was October of 2018. I think my income was around 2500 a month. And so that's that's what I wanted to make. I think it was like 2k to 2500. So I set 2k as a goal and then I eventually got there. I got there slow. I thought I was of course failing because it was slow. <laughs> and then I got there. I quickly got to double that and then of course I'm like you get a little taste of like quickness in business sometimes and I think sometimes business owners we want to move super fast like we want to just go like lightning speed like you know like race has started and we're gone we're headed towards the finish line but it's funny because what is the finish line when it comes to business i mean when we think about it like a lot of think about big businesses that are starting like usually their dreams their finish lines are a lot bigger like they're scaling their business to sell it or they're scaling their business to go public that's probably not even on the radar of social media managers who might be solopreneurs for a long time if not our whole time which I think is really amazing so it's always funny to think about where is that finish line going so was headed towards my first 10k month and I was overwhelmed at the time because I wasn't really being strategic with the sort of clients that I worked with. I was really just kind of throwing things at the wall. I was doing webinars and I was in a couple of like coaching programs and they would kind of tell me their framework. Here's how you can get to 10K and here's all the different things you need to do. And around that time, so many people were focused on actually getting away from being a social media manager. And they're like, if you wanna make money and make 10K months and be successful, you either need an agency or you need to offer social media coaching. And I love talking strategy and I love that, but I did not want to do social media coaching. And so I actually got a lot of resistance from a few programs that I was in because those people were social media managers turned coaches. And they're like, no, 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 this is what you bought because this is what I did. So this is how I'm going to get you to 10K. You know, it's not through like actual business growth strategies. So that was really interesting but i'm going through doing all these programs and i'm trying to get to 10k and i'm just i'm burning out and i'm capping at like 8k like i just that number 8 is just in my head because it was just it was there and when i think about it now like solopreneur 8k a month four times what i was making in my salary job like am i crazy i think i might have been because that is an amazing goal you get so wrapped up in that 10k goal that the online world you know tells us that we need so Finally, I got it in my head that I need to hire. I need to hire someone to help me. Of course, I had no idea how to hire actually before starting this business. And now I'm a leader. I manage a wonderful team, which has been learning curve and a lot of personal and professional development for myself. But I have zero experience managing a team prior. Any of my corporate jobs, I never was a manager. And even in my you know hourly jobs, like throughout high school and college, I, would, I never managed anyone. I just i worked i worked retailer i worked customer service so i just was always like people facing not necessarily people managing and so i had no idea what to do i was so nervous like this person was a va and i was looking at so many different hourly rates and package rates and so many different things and then finally i stepped back and i just kind of thought to myself which is a very valid thought when it comes to outsourcing but i thought about what can i trade my dollars for now That is going to give me back so much more time. Because I think about it, like that is why people, business owners, brands, hire us as social media managers. We're the experts. We love social media. They don't love social media and they waste so much more time doing it when they know that obviously we're experts and we're trained and we have experience because we do it. So we do it in less time. So ended up hiring a VA who could help me on the back end of the business in terms of like administrative tasks. So like really helping me with like Dubsado, which is the customer relationship tool that I use to, you know, manage clients, invoice proposals, you know, kind of work with clients that way. I had no way of automating that. I was spending so much time writing out emails. I would meet with a, you know, a potential client who would be a social media management client. I would spend so much time talking to them, you know, pitching them, sending a proposal, but I would spend even more time writing an email that I could save and it could be a canned email that I could just hit every time I get off the call. And, you know, I think about why was I constantly doing this task manually when it could have been done, you know, in as an automation. So I hired a virtual assistant to take that off my plate and it felt like she did the entire like back end of my auto, which I know it was, did not take this long. It felt like she did it in 30 minutes because it was so quick. And it was so beautiful. And it gave me back so much more time in my business. And I think that was the first time that I actually felt like I made a great decision as a business owner, which in hindsight, I was at 8K months. I was making good decisions then. I was doing good work and I was working with clients, providing a great client experience. To me, that is how you keep clients happy. That's how you keep them working with you month after month or you know, if you're doing different retainer packages for three months, six months, however you package your work. That's what keeps them happy. But it made my life so much easier to get that time back in my business. And at that point, that's when I kind of saw the light of, I don't necessarily need to chase this 10K goal because now here I am making still this 8K, what felt like a plateau, which really should have been a mountain peak because it was so great and so massive. And I'm thinking to myself, I now have more time on my hands. I'm now being more profitable because I can go in and do more things. So that's actually a time where I started to get into digital products and starting to have passive income in my business. And that could be a whole nother topic, different, different things that I like did wrong there. But it just was good to make that decision and kind of get some clarity that this goal is not kind of what I'm what I needed to strive for. And that hire worked out really, really well. And it was my first ever hire. I'm actually still connected with her. She is actually a podcast manager now, which is really amazing. And she actually manages a few podcasts of our management clients. So it just feels a very full circle moment. Another tip about that, the online business space, social media management, podcast management, virtual assisting, it's a, it's a big world. The internet is big, but it's a small world. So it's so important, those connections that you make. They really come back because I've had a lot of experiences working with people, hiring people, clients hiring me, and they have not worked out well. And then I see them later on or I'm at an online networking event and there they are. And I just think about how those bridges have been burned. So it's the online space is big, but it's also it's also pretty small at the same time.
0: I totally agree. I mean, our specific niche to TPT is even smaller. You know, it's like a certain website. I, I sometimes talk to people and I forget because I'm in that bubble so much. And I'm like, oh, TPT and teachers by teachers. And people go, what's that? You know, people don't even know what that is. And I have to remind myself, oh yeah, that's right. And the normal life. People don't know what this is because it's such a small world. And then the online entrepreneur world is still really small too. And I think In a way, that can be really scary because I talk a lot about getting visible and overcoming the fear of that. And people are like, I don't know if I want people to know me and show my face and things. And I'm sure that even becoming a social media manager, that can be scary because maybe you're drawn to social media because you want to be the person behind the scenes, right? You want to help other people do that. You don't want to get visible yourself. But I will say that one thing I think I've done really well, I think so. Maybe I'll look back and be like, oh, you actually didn't do that well, Brittany. One thing I think I did well was that I built a brand for myself, like straight away. I like, I went really hard on that of building a personal brand, I guess in a way, I don't know, B2B influencer style, but that I wanted people to really know me. And I wanted to be really honest and authentic with my personality because one way or another, if you work with me, eventually you're going to know how I act anyway. So like, why not give you a preview of that and make sure it works for you, you know, because maybe you need someone who is maybe a little calmer. Maybe you need someone with a softer approach that's not me. And so I want people to know kind of what they're expecting when they're working with me. And I think that's good, whoever you are, whatever your personality is. And it doesn't have to be with a podcast or with Instagram. I think giving people a sense of who you are is good for any kind of collaboration. And I love also what you said about the goal thing. You know, That's the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I think any goal, any kind of monetary or like business growth goal, it's so easy to like lose happiness with where we are and get away with what we actually wanted. So like, same thing last year, my goal, well, I guess a little before last year, like early winter of 2022, my goal was just like, I just want to replace my teacher income. If I can do that, I'm great. You know? And that was like, gosh, teaching in Arizona is so criminal guys. My teaching income was 1600 a month, 1600, which is just crazy low. And I was like, if I can replace that, I'm good. And I did that. And then we bought a house and I was like, oops, okay, actually I need to make 3000. So that quickly went up. Yeah, I have those moments where I sit there and I'm just like, wow, like, yeah, why should I be complaining? Like, should I, do I really need to keep growing and making this thing bigger? And also, by the way, bigger doesn't always mean profitable, right? More profitable. Do I need to keep making this thing bigger or can I just like be happy with what I have and like make sure that it's really efficient and staying where it is? So I think those are good things for you here. Even if it's not where you're at yet, I think it's good things to think about when you're starting out of what do you want to have? Do you want to be a solopreneur where you have your own service that you're providing and then Do you want to hire VAs and eventually have an agency? Even if that's not applicable to you now, I think it's good to think about because how you set up your brand and how you set up your website, the kind of content you create, I do think it'll be a little bit different, like your process and all that. So lots of things to think
1: about. I think we've covered a lot, honestly, in this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I, of course, could talk social media all day long, but it's even more exciting when we talk about how can we take our passion And honestly, what we want to do to be able to make money to support the life that we want to live, I always like to say and kind of end it off on, I truly think you know, we've talked about it here and there, but there's no right or wrong way to become a social media manager. There's no right or wrong way to offer the service to people. And there's no right or wrong way people to offer the service to. So that's part of the reason why I am so passionate about it. Why I try to show that in all the content, all the resources and things that we create at Social Savvy for people to become social media managers, because there are plenty of clients out there. There are so many clients out there and There's so many opportunities to be able to do that so always just think about it that way and kind of going back to the theme that we said slower is truly faster and any type of business like Brittany said, make a goal of the type of business that you want to create kind of work backwards with how can you get to that point. And always just bring it back to the lifestyle that you want to create. And when I think back at the several previous years of running my business, there's been a lot of seasons. There's been seasons where I'm like, I'm creating an agency then I'm like, I'm not creating an agency. I'm going fully passive, (laughs) you know, and then there's times where it's like, no, I'm sticking to management because when it comes down to it, I really love managing social media accounts. I hear from so many different people. They ask me, well, what is your what is your role? You know, we, as I'm recording this podcast, we have four people on the team in addition to myself. And I am client facing and probably will always stay client-facing. But I hear from so many people, why are you? you? You can just hire an account manager and just clients off to the account manager and do that. But I'm like, I love it. Even though I'm introverted, I love meeting people, connecting with them and talking business, talking marketing. So whatever business you want to create, Create it for your lifestyle, not for anyone else's, not for anyone that you see their content or anything like that. If you consume any of my content, I hope I never say to do it this way. I always try to add the little disclaimer to always do what works for you, but this has been a really awesome conversation. And yeah, thank you again, Brittany, for having me on.
0: Yeah, so glad to talk to you and have people hear from you. Where can they go to learn more from you?
1: Absolutely. So if you go to SocialSavvyHQ.co online, you can view our website with our podcast, our blog. We have so many blog posts. We have so many podcasts. We're not back on YouTube yet, so I can't hit that third <laughs> visual component for learning. But there's so many resources over there. And of course, we can connect on Instagram at Social Savvy Collective.
0: Love it. And just another plug for her membership. And by the way, I'm not even like saying that as like an affiliate or anything. Like I just legitimately it's really, really good. So if you're looking to get into that and you want the support and especially if you can't afford a big course, like I feel that, you know, like I'm yeah. Anyway, so without saying much more, definitely go check that out. Definitely go connect with Jess. Thank you so much for again for coming on the show.
1: Thanks, Brittany.